Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. We've never had so much television to watch. Some of it is ho-hum, of course. Some of it's really great. But Rory Cashin, the entertainment editor of Joe.ie, argues that the rise of the streaming services has had one negative effect. We'll never see another great sitcom. Rory, good afternoon. Hey, how are you? That's, yeah. a, that's a kind of depressing thought. It, it is. It, it, when you think of, like, the 90s, the noughties, the 10s, the number of sitcoms, especially the 90s, like Friends, Frasier, Seinfeld, like, mm. back-to-back. It felt like every... Wednesday, Thursday, Friday night, there was another episode of an amazing sitcom to watch. And then we had some great ones of the noughties, great ones in the 10s. And as we get into the 20s, further into the 20s, they seem to be dwindling off. And I think that comes down to the fact that more people are watching their shows on streaming and the streaming head honchos are ruthless when it comes to what makes a show popular and what deserves a second season. And even some of the very best sitcoms ever had a truly horrendous first season. season. Yeah, of course, yeah, because they have to find their feet, they have to figure out what works and what doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So, like, the first seasons of 30 Rock, the first seasons of The American Office, the first season of Parks and Recreation, the chemistry hasn't landed, be it between the cast, some of the cast even are swapped out, uh, the writers maybe haven't completely found their feet in terms of what they want the characters to be funny about, uh, but because they're on broadcast TV and broadcast TV needs a specific kind of, they needed something for a specific day, for a specific slot. This is your sitcom night. This is when everyone sits in to watch the show. They needed to give everything a chance. And another thing about broadcast TV is, was there is a basic kind of rule where everyone who signs on for a TV show in America had to sign on for a minimum of seven seasons. And then it was up to, the broadcasters, whether they wanted to continue season to season. Mm. That doesn't really exist anymore in the streaming service because, as we know, Netflix love cancelling some of people's favourite shows. (laughs) Like a week or a week or two after they've been announced or they've gone out and they just haven't performed because they're going up against huge other shows, maybe also on Netflix or Disney or Apple. Uh, And we've seen like a huge amount of of the kind of casualties on the streaming service. Some really good ones. Like there was one, I think the last time I was chatting to you was a show called Reboot from the guy who made Modern Family. Yeah. Cancelled after one season and it had an incredible cast and it was really, really funny. But no one was really watching it. So that's how it's gone. Yeah. And Modern Family, of course, is gone as well. Just recently gone. Yeah. like But that got a lovely 10 seasons, 10 or 11 seasons. And you can rewatch them all on Disney Plus now if you want to. But... Again, the first season of Modern Family isn't particularly good. It takes two, three seasons for it to like hit its peak. And it's the same with pretty much all of the great ones. Like Friends, I think, is and maybe Seinfeld are like the outliers because they seem to hit the ground running and they were magical immediately. But they don't come along very often. Like often comedy needs to be workshopped almost live as they're yes, making it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's funny that we might not get another one now because of the kind of the cutthroat nature of of streaming and also maybe it's kind of a throwaway culture now that that, that those uh, you know because because they were all pre-streaming it was Thursday night and you know you probably to a degree had nothing else to do so people would sit in and watch these things uh, and so gave them the time to get to get well whereas now you people can go I'll watch two episodes of that uh, chuck it in the bin go yeah. elsewhere and they'll also a lot of people would rather re-watch something they know is good rather than risk the time on something they're like, not sure will be like good. Like Friends, for instance, which gets... How often does that get rewatched? And the Simpsons, it literally made yeah. me arguably the best sitcom ever made back in its heyday. And it's still, if not the one of the most watched shows on 
Disney Plus because people love to go back and rewatch their favorite episodes of The Simpsons over and over again. And it does require a certain kind of investment to go, okay, I'll try this new sitcom. And you'll watch a few episodes and you'll be like, it's not vibing for me. And you can just go and watch something else. Whereas before, the argument where people would say to you, I'll give it the first season or skip the first season mm. and, go, and w- wait until it gets good and get into It's Always Sunny, get into 30 Rock from the second season onwards. That's when it starts to get good. And that's where people will rewatch it again at home. They'll be like, I'm not watching, rewatching the first season. I'll watch it from season two because that's when it gets good again. Yeah. But that's not going to be an option anymore. Yeah. Uh, I, and so instead, they just try to re. Aren't they bringing Fraser back? They are. Yeah. Yeah. Which will be interesting because we all saw how the. Sex and the City reboot went and mm. Friends kind of tried to do it with the reunion special yeah. and that wasn't particularly funny either. <laughs> so, yeah, like you can see now they're trying to mine into the nostalgia of what people are already re-watching, which is clever in a way, but mm. if, if it comes back and it's only a fraction as good as what people looked before, they'll they'll rally hard against it. Like, they will not be happy if it comes back and Frasier, of all things, isn't good enough because that's considered one of the best ever. But then again, what age group would be lo- uh, would be going? Oh, Fraser can't wait for it to come back. It's not. It's not. You know, That's, is it even millennials? No, it's 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 people who baby boomers are already be. yeah who are already rewatching Fraser whenever they can. Yeah. Will then invest the time to watch the comeback, and then if it comes back and it's great, then we've got the millennials and everyone else after them going. Oh, this was really good. I wonder what the old show was like, and I'll give it a boost again. But. It's risky because you don't want to tarnish the memory of what was essentially one of the best comedies yeah. ever made. Oh no, Rush! I'm sure they'll give that a go. Also, as well, that, like the the yeah, I'm, I'm now I'm thinking more your more traditional sitcoms mm. like Fraser, like Cheers, like the the uh, um like Father's Head. There was an audience. Mm-hmm. The, do they even try to make those kind of, or does that it seem to be very old fashioned and to, quaint? To do a sitcom in front of a live audience. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, like, the Big yeah, Bang Theory did it. They did. I think the last one I'm if even remotely aware of is again, it's 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 mining it to something that's already popular. So it's the '90s show, which mm. is the kind of reboot sequel of that '70s show. Yeah, and it's the last time I can remember for, gosh, a, a, quite a while to hear canned laughter, to hear laughter over. Yeah, the jokes. Yeah, and it was it was odd seeing that on Netflix because Netflix tend not to to have that obviously, and like TV shows these these days that we see, I think there's still an audience for trying new sitcoms in the states because obviously they still have broadcast TV to a much larger extent than we mm-hmm. would here, and then if it's a hit over there, we might get it over here, which is kind of how we ended up getting Abbott Elementary, which is going into its second season and is actually very funny. But who knows? Yeah. Like it's only one season in. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like uh, it's it's odd watching that ninety show, which admittedly I didn't think was funny. But the people in the audience seemed to find it funny, and okay. it was a huge hit on Netflix. So yeah, is there also that though? I mean, there has been a tendency to in like for to, to make comedies that aren't funny, uh, <laughs> um, uh, you know, but de- but deliberately so because sure. it kind of feels more arty for some reason if there aren't any jokes in it. Yeah, like uh, there was the odd HBO one. The name of it's now flatlining in my head, but it's it was like purposeful, unfunny mockumentary yes. recreations. Yeah, yeah, like that's not going to go more than two or three seasons. I can't imagine because you're just making people awkward and uncomfortable for hours on end, and yeah. no, nobody wants that. Yeah, well, there's, there are a lot of those. So, do you think the sitcom's then like dead, Rory? It's it's like all over. It's not going to come back. I think until they're willing to risk 
giving the time and space for sitcoms to grow and improve. N- not for now. I, I like. I don't see Netflix stopping the the kind of the chopping block of a, of of anything that they don't think is good enough after one season. Yeah. Unless they've in- invested like a huge amount of money, or they have a, a you know a, a contract with a with a massive comedy writer who's like, I'll do the show, but you have to guarantee me this much time to get to get like the proper number of seasons out for it. So it would be dependent on essentially kind of uh, the, the tra- old fashioned. But uh, just swapping over to, to Netflix, one. yeah, or Disney Plus. Not to, yeah. I'm not solely blaming Netflix. It's just, yeah, they actually are the biggest culprit. <laughs> <laughs> so are we? Because we were talking earlier on about the the, the generation, and are, you know, is the generation now poorer than their uh, than their parents? Okay. Uh, so are we now saying that Generation Z are deprived of sitcoms? Is that another reason why people should vote for the Social Democrats? <laughs> <laughs> deprived of new sitcoms, they, yeah. Like you, you can still go back and watch all the great ones, uh, like we did. But I think you'd probably just want relate to them as much as we did either. Yeah, uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Greatest sitcom of all time, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, Malcolm in the Middle. Uh, that 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 was class. Yeah, yeah, could be that. So they, uh, but they were like nineties and nineties. That's when they yeah, started. So. Yeah. Uh, t- too many snowflakes who can't take a joke these days. The perpetually offended would lose their lives watching old episodes of The Simpsons, Friends, or Faulty Towers. Uh, That's a different argument, I think. Yeah, well, it absolutely <laughs> is. And it's an argument no matter what we'll be talking about. That person would have texted that in. But are you excited to, to find out what the new series of uh, they're remaking Faulty Towers now? Nope. Where, yeah. You're not excited? No. 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 Not that one. <laughs> I wonder why. Uh, Rory, thanks a million uh, for coming into us. Uh, Rory Cashin there, entertainment editor for Joe.ie. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm. On News Talk.